When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Get in the know, non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. Football. And welcome into Purple Access, presented by our friends at Quick Trip. Of course, your one-stop shop for everything that you could possibly need, including their quality gas guarantee. It's Judd, it's Chip Scoggin, Star Tribune, uh, sports columnist, and, of course, Ross Brendel, who is uh, now in charge of producing all of the Purple Access podcasts. Congratulations, Roscoe. Um, all right, Chipper, I want to get. I want to talk to you about the end-of-the-season press conference between um, uh, with Quasi Adolfa, Mensa, the Vikings GM, and Kevin O'Connell, the coach. You and Seifert especially throwing fastballs <laughs> high and tight, <laughs> quizzing them on all types of things. Um, I watched the entire thing, but since you were there, give me your main takeaway uh, from what is what is often a press conference at which the team tries to sound like they're telling you something without telling yeah. you too much. Yeah, it's one of those. It's uh, we sat through about what twenty of those now um, okay. in my time. Yeah, it's it's. I didn't expect uh, really many concrete answers. They're not going to cut open a vein. They're not going to give you their strategy. They're not going to tell you what their approach is going to be in the off season. So I went into it with that. I, I fully expected Quasi and O'Connell to kind of talk us in circles on things. Yeah. I don't think there was anything revo- uh, revolutionary that came out of there, anything earth-shattering. Quasi, I guess the headline would be, if there was one that he re- reiterated, uh, his desire to bring Cousins back. I That, you know, that doesn't surprise me. Whether or not they do or not, he's not going to come out and say no. Right. <laughs> you know, so, exactly. Uh, but, he, you know, again, he said yes, but it's a negotiation, uh, a thing that he uh, – the same line he used before the day after the trade deadline uh, mm-hmm. when he had the, the press conference. So nothing really earth-shattering came out of there. I do get the sense um, – I still – there's part of me that wonders if given his druthers – would, would Quasia wanted to tear the whole thing down, the whole rebuild, competitive rebuild, if he would have wanted from the beginning to tear it down and start over, clearly ownership uh, is not of that belief. I, I wrote about it in Calm Day that Mark Wilf, the day he, he fired Spielman and, and Zimmer, said he expected the team to be super competitive in two, uh, yeah. in 22. They won 13 games, so it it – uh, fulfilled what he wanted. 
But I still wonder, Judd, and I asked Quasi, I said, are you going to have enough money if you re-sign Cousins, sign Jefferson, you're going to give Darisol a big thing. Are you going to have enough money to, to fix the roster in the way that you want? He said we got some smart cat people, and he thinks that he does. I just don't know how that works, Judd. Oh, I don't think it does. Like, they're not going to have more outside. No. Like, I, I thought he did. I thought especially with you and Seaford asking questions, he bobbed and weaved a ton. You know, the thing on Booth, the thing on Scene, the second round, or they, the 2022 draft, that question. Kevin tried to a- ask him about if the Wilfs get involved too much. Yeah. Um, I I didn't, you know, for the most part, I thought he did his best to try and just a- avoid um, yeah. but that's not surprising. Like you said, yeah, Kevin asked Kevin's first question, Seifert, his first question was, um, there's a perception. I hope I phrase it right, but there's a perception that the Wills would not have the appetite to go with a rookie quarterback, I think. And Quasi said, I don't know where that's coming from. I, I, that's not the case. And then, uh, he followed it up with, uh, okay. Would they have the appetite to, uh, make moves that would affect the competitiveness, basically tank or right. Try to and go bears. He yeah, <laughs> go bears. And he and he said, I want to make sure. I, uh, I wish I had a quote, but I think he said that's never been articulated clearly. And he said you have conversations about all kinds of different things, and he kind of uh, right. meandered there. But Judd, we've all sat outside that locker room after a game, and you see Ziggy and Mark come out and Lenny. They wear their emotions on their faces and sleeves and their fans. And so I just don't think this ownership group would ever concede that they need to bottom out to try to get a top pick to get a quarterback. The The whole thing, I just don't think they'll do it. And so, but I think there's enough quarterbacks in this draft. My gut tells me they're going to try to try to re-sign Cousins and draft a quarterback with at number 11. So if that's the case, though, see, that th- this is where I find it a little bit confusing. But if you do that and you want to win next year and you're going to bring back Kirk Cousins, and let's say Cousins wants two years guaranteed, okay? So yeah. let's say he's back for two years. Are you going to draft a quarterback at 11 who's going to sit then and not help you in 2022? Or are you going to – because, I mean, yeah. you, you need so much help. You need defensive line help. You need pass rushers. So, like, that's what I can't get my head around is if you bring Cousins back with the way that they operate, I don't see them. Now, Now, could they get back into the first round late like they did with Bridgewater? Absolutely. But I, but this is where I'm at sort of a, a sticking point with myself on how this team operates. Judd, how much do you think it is because the narrative is, man, you got a rookie quarterback. You're going to struggle. You're going to win five games, which I don't, you know – not every case we, we see it with CJ Stroud. It doesn't yeah. have to be that. Now it's not to say that it won't. That you you might you know you might very well take a step back. So I think that is the the thing that they're wrestling with. But if if you draft a guy, if you draft that guy eleventh uh, this year, ostensibly that is what you're saying is yeah you're going to have a redshirt season and two because I don't think Cousins is signing for a one year deal. I just no. I, I don't see that happening. No, I think I two. I think two, yes, potentially. I think if it was another team, he would probably want three. With the Vikings, he would probably settle for two, I think. Yep. So 
I, I think there's, but do you want to draft a guy? Uh, Jordan Love set what three or two? How many years did he sit three. behind Rodgers? Three. I think he sat three. Um, obviously, you don't want to do that. I don't. I'm not even wild about. I don't mind having the red shirt year. I'm not crazy about two years. Correct. I agree with that. But but are they? Do they want to punt that decision down the road two years if they don't draft a quarterback? And and if you fall in love with, I'm just throwing out names: JJ McCarthy, Michael Penix. If if you say, "Gosh, man, we may not get this swing in two years." Mm-hmm. Ideally, they're not drafting eleven <laughs> for the next couple of years. They're going to be drafting later on, so that that complicates it too. Um, I it's it's, but if you do that plan, Judd, how do you have the money to fix the defense? Because it absolutely has to be fixed. And again, if you do that, you're putting all your stock in Quasi's drafting, and they're already he's already going to have to readdress. I think defensive positions that he thought he solidified in 2022. Judd, he took five defensive players in the first 165 picks. Mm -hmm. One of them's not even with the team anymore, Azezi, the former gopher. Mm -hmm. And the other four, look at their impact. So now, that's why I said to him yesterday, we don't even know if these guys are building blocks, right? Would you say any of those guys are building blocks for the future? And he he tried to sound positive, like there's something there. But, but, you know – Catastrophic injury last year or not, Lewis Seen is at the bottom of a depth chart where everybody and their grandma played safety for this team. See, yeah. th- that's the thing. I agree with you. Um, now, here's my quarterback question as well. Because if the answer is yes, I think I think we might have a problem. Because I'm with you. I you know ideally I'd love to sit a quarterback for a year, but you're gonna. Um, but then you're not gonna address a position. How scared do you think O'Connell became, if at all, by the fact that he saw Mullins, Dobbs, and Hall step in behind Kirk and look so bad? Because if he did become scared, I think that's a demerit on him, because those are backup quarterbacks. So you can't compare what yeah. you would draft in the first round to to you know. Mullins, Dobbs, and Hall are, were, were never meant to really be starting. Well, that's the thing. If, if you're drafting Michael Penix at number 11, he better be better than the guys you drafted, you know, in the fourth round or fifth round. I mean, that's the whole premise. Um, I don't know if, if scared was – and, you know, let's go back to O'Connell on that. And Jefferson said something the the last uh, session we had for him before this, this – uh, the last game where he said, this is one of the most complicated or most difficult offenses in the NFL. And we've heard, we've heard uh, cousins talk about that last year, you know, getting the flashcards and driving, listen to it. You know, was making a recording of the, the cadence and the play calls and listen to it on his commute uh, to work. I, isn't it imperative or incumbent on O'Connell to take a look at that and say, what happens in the year where this happens, where you're right. forced to rely well, on multiple quarterbacks? We saw it. We have, you have to be able to be – I don't know if dumb it down is the right word, but if it's that complicated that your best players are not struggling with it, but if they're telling you how hard it is, imagine what it's like for lesser players or younger players that don't have the experience. How do you overcome that? So I think that's where, I think that's where he – the criticism for him is valid. First of all, we, we saw what backup uh, quarterbacks struggled with, which is, you know, not a surprise because of what you just said. 
And the other, the O'Connell didn't do a ton of the talking. It, it was a lot of crazy stuff. Uh, but one thing that O'Connell said that I didn't love was when he was asked a pretty direct question about the run game. Um, the run game has to become part of this offense, like you and and I heard somebody say, "Well, I mean, they sort of use the short passing game as the run game." No, they don't. They have no, no screen no. game. Um, yeah. I, if Kevin O'Connell does not realize that he needs to incorporate the run game, and I'm not saying go Zimmer. That was too much, but you. But if you can't use the run and play action, what he wants to do is never going to really truly work. This is Tom Bernard. Can't get enough of sports talk with Phil Mackey and Judd Zolgad. Tune in to the new Tom Bernard Show podcast Monday through Friday as Phil and Judd join me to discuss the latest sports headlines and whatever else comes to mind. Just download the Tom Bernard Show app wherever you get your podcasts or visit TomBernardShow.com. It's another way to get more from me and Judd talking sports and having fun with Tom, and it's all at your fingertips. Download the Tom Bernard Show app now and join the conversation. But And here's the thing, Judd. So that uh, I, I think they miscalculated what Alex, Alex Madison is. They thought they were just going to be able to plug him into the system and he would be fine, and they, they, right. waited, they waited too long to pivot to Chandler, I think. And and oh, yeah. So so now do you go into it as Chandler your one, and 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 Madison? I don't think you say Madison's your starting running back right now. So I they they overestimated what they were going to get from him. I don't think his system's ever going to be. I, my hunch is I think they're always going to rank near the bottom in carries in production in the run game. I, I don't know. He's talked about being more efficient. It, I, I, Chip, maximize the run game or maximize the offense? No, your offense. I think he thinks he can if you have Cousins at quarterback or, you know, a high-functioning quarterback. Mm-hmm. Jefferson, Hawkinson, Addison. I think that's the way he sees it. Now, we may disagree with it, but I, I think you have to have some – they got to have better than what they got. But I just yes. don't think it's ever going to be a significant component to it. I don't. I think the downfield routes have become – I think he's gone way too far. And and the things that I don't get include why doesn't Justin Jefferson get the ball on more short, you know, screen-type plays? Like, the man's yeah. a fantastic player. He's a good – you know, yes, he can make unbelievable catches, but he can also – he's, you know – he is fast enough. He, I just, I, I don't understand the philosophy, which seems to be this all or nothing with the pass game, as opposed to where is your screen game? In my opinion, yeah. you have to have a screen game. They do, and they actually showed it in the last game, right? Did we see a couple? Of yeah, we did. We did. Uh, I think they were. I think at least one of them was scripted, but we saw it. Yeah. I think you fell out of your chair when it happened. Yeah, I mean, I, I would hope that that's part of the offseason, but yes, his. Uh, affection for the downfield passing and the long, deep shots and vertical. I think that's just going to be a big part of his system. We'll see if it evolves and he's, he takes anything from this season. Obviously the running game cannot be. Now I thought they got it. Once they, once they turned to Chandler, it felt like better. It, it was better. Um, and maybe, and I think Quasey said it yesterday that uh, making the switch to uh, Reisner helped the offensive line, but, Judd, I I look at this. I, I keep. I wonder how this is going to work if you bring Cousins back and you pay Jefferson that money, and you got to at least approach Darisol's camp to figure out kind of where, yeah, that situation is. 
how many how many new starters on defense do you feel like you need? Oh God! Well, I need interior line help. Um, if Hunter leaves, and, and I, I think Hunter's going to, I think Hunter's going to get a big deal from some. From oh, I think he deserves it too. And I think if he does yeah. not hit the the open market, he's crazy, absolutely he crazy. Will. He will. So, I, so I would now you need a rusher. Um, two. Well, I guess you get one and back, but but you can never have enough of them. But yeah, you need one for sure. Okay. Okay. Interior for sure. Harrison Smith might retire. Who replaces him? Because it's certainly not Lewis Seen. Um, your quarterback, and, your court. We haven't even talked about your corners. Well, that's the thing. It's like, um, Blackman. I think you saw enough of, but is he a starter, Judd? I mean, realistically, he better be because Booth's not. Evans got Evans, Evans twice. Yes, I mean Booth is not. And it, it, I mean that's the thing. Is like Caleb Evans got benched twice in the last three weeks. Booth is not a starter. Blackman, you know, I is he a starter on a, you know, a, Byron Murphy Jr. Top is coming defense? back, but he's very expensive, so he better give you something. But yeah, I, no, I mean you you hit it. You've got so many needs, and you've only got so much to spend, which is why I also think so. For for all of the fans who say Justin Jefferson, if if uh, Kirk Cousins leaves, he's going to be ticked off. It's going to be unbelievable. Uh, part of this is he Kirk might have to leave to retain Jefferson. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, yeah, I I just think I don't think it's those two, but it's it, to fix the defense because that's why I was saying readdress, and that's why I was asking Quasi is like you drafted Evans Booth. Blackman in your two drafts, three corners. Can you sit here today, as you could say with Xavier Rhodes or even Trey Waynes, it's like that guy's going to be a starter for the next five years for us. Any of those three guys can you say that with? Or do no. you have to go back into this draft class or the free agent market and say, you know what? Got to have more corners. And he said, every, you know, his answer to me was every development of guys is not linear. They're all yeah, different, basically. I, know. I heard that. I get that. But what signs have you seen that? you feel like you can trust those guys going into training camp next year that our, our, our cornerback uh, group is, is in a good spot. And the DC basically looked at the majority of that draft class. and was like, I can't play those guys. They tried to play booth for a while and I thought he did okay. And he got yanked and basically didn't get, didn't get back until guys got hurt. Um, the scene things. Yeah. That's another one. Yeah. So, so, but, but I guess my point is, you're going to have to make some decisions on salaries and who gets what. And uh, you can't, you know, Flores probably comes back, hopefully for their sake, but you can't tell him for a second consecutive year, okay, you got to come back, but now we're going to take Hunter away, which is very possible. And we're not really going to get you much. You got to get him help. So like there, there are decisions to be made. And this is where, this is where you can't say, well, the 2023 draft class looks pretty good. So the 2022 is a mulligan. There ain't no draft class that's a mulligan. This is going to hurt you big time, which was your point to him, which he then tried to duck because what's he going to say? Well, he was talking about their depth didn't allow them to overcome the injuries they had. It was like, that's well, why. when you whip, when you, <laughs> when you yeah. miss on, this is why I know. And, and in fairness, some of this goes back to the Spielman regime and how they missed on defensive guys yep. too, that they, they didn't draft. Well, there. So it's it's not just. I mean, accumulation of, it's it's both. So I, Judd, it feels like a mess to me, man. It, it really does. Uh, it feels like a complicated thing. And I understand wanting to bring Cousins back. I do because you look around and how many teams have good quarterbacks, and you look at the way that offense functions with him. 
and you think there's always that risk of moving on. I understand it. There is that risk of moving on, but but you also have to look at the total roster and say, and with an honest ref- assessment, and say, did the guys we drafted are they going to be part of the long term plan here? And we just haven't seen enough to say. I don't think they can. Now they see them every day. They see them a lot more than us. But the fact that they're not playing and contributing a lot. So if Cousins wants a two-year contract, let's say it's uh, 40 per, totally guaranteed, no trade, what do you do? Because that's going to set you behind the eight ball big time. John, I'd probably move on. I would would, draft at 11. I would try to find a bridge quarterback, whoever that is. And and maybe the rookie, you get the training camp and the rookie's better than the bridge, right? Yes. (laughs) Uh, And so – then, then I would I would do that. I would take that money. Look at my, I would think about the the, and this is you know inside football, but the the trenches. I mean, you look at the playoff teams, offensive, defensive lines, where there are relative to where the Vikings are. I would invest heavily there. Yeah, I, I think if you surround, if you got a good line, you surrounded a rookie quarterback that you drafted high or a bridge, and you give them Jefferson, Addison, Hawkinson. That's a pretty good support network there, right? Well, and at some point in time, you have, you know, at some point in time, you have to move on. And if um, O'Connell, and I don't know this, but if O'Connell is wed to Kirk, like for the, as long as possible, that's not what I expected. I expected he would get the most from Kirk and then develop a quarterback. Um, yeah. and, I would, and I would say this, if he is concerned about developing one, then he's not what I thought they were hiring. Well, I don't... I, I don't think that because I think he's and he said it yesterday he's, in, you know he loves the, the quarterback development the recruitment yeah. I mean I think he studies during the draft he breaks all these I, agree. I think he, I, I don't I don't think it's so much that Judd it is and I don't you know they've only been there two years so I, it's not like they're on the hot seat to get fired in that the talk about let's fire and move on you know however you need to you, they need to win. Right, and you—if you're a coach and you're thinking, okay, which guy gives me the best chance to win? Well, you're probably going to take Kirk Cousins now over an unknown. And so, how much do you think that factors into it? Where you say this is year three, yeah, we got to playoffs, we won a division year one, but this is a big step back. We have a lot of holes on our defense and roster that we have to fill. Can I afford to have a couple lean years where we're uh, developing a quarterback? Do you want to be competitive or win a Super Bowl? That would be my question because if you if if you do what we're talking about and you bring guys back, you're gonna you're probably going to be competitive. Um, Long term, though, you're not going to be headed towards a thing. You know what? I mean, Chipper, you won 13 games in your first year. Uh, you made the playoffs. You won the division, and you got bounced in the first round. To me, that was enough to say, okay, we're gonna let's chart your own course here. And if and if yeah. that's not what you're going to do. Um, it feels to your point when you say a mess, what it feels like to me is that there's a lot of different chefs here. It feels like there's a lot of different people, including the owners with ideas about what they, they want. And I don't think you win a Super Bowl by having a discombobulated, Hey, we should do this. No, let's do this. No, let's do this. Yeah. It's, it's, it feels like they're in limbo. It's like, should we bring Kirk back they and are. try to get two more years out of it? Or should we turn the page and start over, but you don't know what you're getting there? Correct. You you have a defense that needs to be fixed. You have expectations that you want to win right away and be relevant. That's where uh, it's like 
getting in the room and figure out what it is top to bottom, yep. <laughs> the, the path forward, what you want. Great stuff. Uh, Chipper Roscoe, final thoughts, final thoughts before we go. What do you think of the situation of the Minnesota Vikings? My final thought dovetails kind of on Chip's point, your point too as well, Judd. I think the easy answer here is eventually whether Cousins is here or not, you have to take a quarterback this year because Chip, you talked about, you know, you want to win. That's how you keep your job. Judd says, do you want to win a Super Bowl or do you just want to remain competitive? The reality here is for a general manager and head coach to sustain long-term, not even success, but to sustain their sustain their jobs in the long term, they can restart their clock by drafting a quarterback. So if you go with Cousins or a bridge quarterback for a year or two with the quarterback and waiting on the roster, you've just bought yourself X amount of New Year's. So to yeah. me, it's never been more clear, even if you're not really convinced in the guy. I'm acting like I'm them. Even if I'm not super convinced <laughs> right. at who I'm taking at 11th overall, right. I know I just bought myself job security for probably at least two more seasons. Yeah. 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 And think about how Houston feels about having Stroud right now in the playoffs with the, yeah. with the rookie guy. One year after being terrible. Chipper, yeah. great stuff. Roscoe, thanks much. Uh, thanks, purple, boys. See you, boys. Access. We uh, encourage you, of course, to hit the like button, subscribe to all the good stuff on Score North, and we'll see you later.